Hi, welcome to BA Brew. I'm Lisa. Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm Jonathan. Uh, so yeah, so we've got Dan here today and Jonathan because they've both uh, done quite a lot in, in martial arts training and, and the disciplines and they've both drawn parallels between uh, the, the training outside of work with business analysis. Um, and believe it or not, there's quite a lot, isn't there? There's an awful lot to, to, to talk about in that space. Um, so first of all, Jonathan, could you just explain, so you and Dan know each other and you've got this obviously this this interest, this mutual interest. Can you just explain a little bit about how you and Dan met and maybe a bit of yeah. background in relation so, to your training? So I can't remember the exact year, but I think it was about three or four years ago, I met Dan on an advanced requirements engineering course that I was facilitating. And Dan uh, struck me, I, I, I kind of sensed that Dan was really quite passionate about business analysis and putting in standards and making sure that it was improved and obviously for a requirement space. So I, I remembered Dan um, and I don't remember everyone. So that's a, that's a compliment, Dan. So, so um, Dan, Dan really stuck in my mind. And then many years later, I put together a talk on black belt business analysis and I did it at the BA conference. I was also invited to do as a keynote the Dutch Requirements Engineering and Management Conference Dream. Anyway, I wrote an article about it, thought nothing of it, and then I saw a article that Dan had written, and it was called Mind Meets Mat, and and the mat is the uh, the mat that you train on. Um, Dan had done Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and I learned about that in the article, and I'd done different martial arts, so I predominantly focused on Taekwondo. But we were both looking at parallels with martial arts and business analysis. And so I thought it was brilliant and contacted Dan to say, Dan, would you like to join us for a brew? And here we are um, a few months later and, and Dan's in the recording. So brilliant. Um, that's that's kind of a bit of the background, I suppose, Lisa. Yeah, no, that's great. So I actually have attended your, I think it was BCT delivery when you yeah. delivered your Black Belt BA uh, topic. And I've read the article, both articles, they're both both really good, actually. We'll, we'll put them in the comments afterwards. Um, so, yeah, no, it's great. So you, you were predominantly doing Taekwondo, weren't you, Jonathan? Yeah. Is that your yeah. main discipline? So, yeah, and I'll share the stories to, to why. So there's a misconception that martial arts is about aggression. Um, and for me, it's about control and it's about discipline and it's about respect. Um, I... I think there's, there's loads of advantages of martial arts. I use it for mindfulness. It helps me to decompress, to de-stress, um, exercise, fitness, balance. Um, it's been taught in uh, things like Tai Chi, which is a form of martial arts, being taught to um, people maybe that are in a nursing home in their later years to help them with balance, to stop them falling over. Um, and to learn how to fall as well. So there's and, and there's there's loads of stats in terms of where martial arts is being trained. It helps to reduce aggression rather than increase aggression. Um, yeah. So there's there's some misconceptions about it. But anyway, my journey started, and it's a, it's a bit of a strange story. But I had a individual that moved into my family home. I was about eighteen, nineteen. And this individual had a history of alcoholism and violence. And I had a very strong urge to be able to defend my family and myself. And I took myself along to some Taekwondo lessons. I was, a, it was one of my friend's dads was the instructor. And I stuck with it for quite a few years and, and managed to build up my confidence to be at the point where I'm confident I could defend myself 
and my family if I needed to. So a little bit of a story behind it, but it, it wasn't because I wanted to go around and be aggressive. It was no, none of that. It's not, not in my psyche at all. Yeah, I think that, that you're right. It is a misconception sometimes, isn't it? That sometimes people do it for the wrong reasons. And actually, there's no better reason than that. It's to, you know, self-defense and protecting yourself than to uh, to do it. How about yourself, Dan? So what, what were you um, doing? About, have you done different martial arts or have you just stuck to one? I've, I've done a few martial arts over the years. Um, I've been doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for the longest. So about, I think it's actually about five years now. I've lost track a little bit of time with the pandemic. Um, but I originally started um, similarly uh, to learn self-defense with something called Krav Maga. Um, and yeah, my, my story was, was slightly different, but I was walking along the street one day um, and out of the blue, someone just hit me um, and yeah, knocked me out. And I realized how defenseless I was and not that you can defend against that situation. Um, but martial arts do te does teach you about like the signs for situations and actually thinking back to that situation. If I had this training, I would have been aware of what or more aware of what was going on because what happened was two guys, two guys crossed the street. One of them walked past me and said something, but on the other side of the street, I'd seen them and they were walking together and then they split. And now thinking back to that situation, I would recognize that oh, there's something weird here. Maybe I'll just move to the side. Um, but yeah, similar, similar um, parallels in terms of, of it's taught me to be more aware. And then that has translated into my journey with business analysis. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I find it really interesting how you've both done such similar things and you've both uh, brought it back into your work. Um, it's really interesting. And, and actually, when we talked about it before, I was surprised just how many, just how, how helpful it's been to you in your BA career. Um, mm. So you both mentioned in your articles diff different parallels that you've found and, and ways that it's helped. Um, mm. can, you get, and can you maybe tell us a couple of the things that have helped you in your BA career? So if I just pick up on Dan's uh, comment there about situation awareness. So when you start as a business analyst, you are trying to learn how to do something for the, further, for the first time. Maybe you're trying to write requirements, user stories, or you're trying to contribute to a business case or, or something. But you're, you're so focused on the technique or the outcome that you're aiming for, that maybe you lack situational awareness. And one of the things that I think it's really key for martial arts practice and business analysis is that you're aware of the context and you're aware of business analysis, maybe the politics, who are the decision makers, who are the influencers, what level of interest do people have, having awareness of different perspectives um, and then thinking about, right, okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to say? How might I say it? How might I ask questions in a workshop, for example? If you lack that situational awareness, you could very easily end up in some really quite difficult conversations and in unexpected kind of outcomes with your stakeholders or with the project outputs. And mm -hmm. situational awareness is key for martial arts practice because you have to be aware it's, it's dangerous. It could be dangerous. Mm -hmm. uh, life can be dangerous. There are aggressive people out there, obviously. And if you lack the situational awareness, you're not going to be able to uh, respond to the situation appropriately so that would be a, one of the parallels there are lots um yeah yeah it's a great point though it's, it's taking it back before the situation even arises isn't it sometimes mm. so yeah, having yeah. That, that kind of foresight 
how about yourself, Dan? What what kind of things? When did you first start thinking about wow, this this translates through to to the BA world? I mean, like Jonathan was saying, um, I guess I'll go back to my my first experience into Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, um, and it's the same for most people who start the sport. Um, you you go in and you think it's all about aggression and being like and hitting as hard as possible, trying just trying to exert as much strength as you physically can. Um, and then as you progress and become more aware and, and you start to become aware of the, the situation, um, you pay more attention to, to the minute details as well as being aware of, of your surroundings. And you realize that actually it's not about that. Um, it's, it's about working smarter rather than working harder. So for example, in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu now, as a blue belt in a situation, I would more often than not let the other person attack me and get tired. And then I will defend and attack when they've used all their energy up. Um, mm. Mm. Translate to the boardroom. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess to, to liken it to approaching business analysis, when I first started in my business analysis career, um, I had a limited toolkit. And from that toolkit, I kind of picked a few things and I, I've tried to fit those to all the different situations. Um, and I was not successful most of the time. And I thought that it was everyone else that was the problem. And it was only through maturing and, and actually, it was probably a little bit more before I, I started my jujitsu career. But jujitsu definitely helped me hone hone this. Being aware of different tools for different situations and going back to that situational awareness, the context mm. is really important for the situation. Mm. So yeah, not just going into somewhere and and say you're communicating with someone and you're not having success with that communication style, and oh well, I'm just going to ignore them because they're difficult. Thinking about what has caused that. If, if it's conflict or, or that difficulty in communication and then tweaking your tech, your communication technique to tailor to their needs. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's interesting to see if you're altering your approach based on the situation and then just trying, trying to get the best out of it. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, One of the things that I think in terms of a parallel, Lisa, is repeated training in a particular technique. Um, so in a martial arts, um, context you might be practicing a stance or a roll or a technique like a kick or a punch or a block and you repeat those things over and over and over again and what it what then happens is that you can do these movements without having to think because you practice it and and I think there's a parallel to through to business analysis so if we're if we're thinking about applying a business analysis technique if we've practiced it and we know it because we've understood it we've applied it many 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 times through repeated purposeful practice and the other thing that's really key for martial arts and business analysis is they get correction so in a martial arts context the instructors the black belts will be will be giving you advice and other other practitioners as to how you might improve your technique and the same should be true for business analysis so you might take a technique like a user story as a i want so that you can learn that quite quickly but 
writing a user story that is accurate, concise, goal aligned, enables uh, for a testable, workable solution that's prioritized, meets the needs of your specific stakeholders in your context, really hard. So you could think right, user stories are easy. They're not when you start to try and up grade your practice of using user stories. And if you're going to try and build user stories in alignment with capabilities and strategy, you're then in a whole nother ball game potentially. But I'm repeatedly going back to a technique to learn it. And I'll share, I was in a martial arts lesson, Taekwondo just this week. I had two, I had three different black belts show me their different insights on a sidekick. And I've been doing sidekicks for about 20 years. I'm pretty confident I could do a sidekick. I've used it in competition, I've broke boards, um, <laughs> practiced it loads and loads of times. But these three different black belts come up to me and show me how they thought they could improve my sidekick technique. And this is really interesting because you might think you know a technique, but do you really know it? Have you looked at it from all possible angles, all possible contexts? And can you improve the application of that technique relative to the context? And I, I think there's so many parallels um, with, with regard to repeated learning, repeated purposeful practice in both business analysis and martial arts. Definitely. So it's quite humbling as well, isn't it? I suppose being being shown different ways of doing something that you thought you've been, you know you've been good at for years. Yeah. It's quite humbling to, but if it ultimately improves your game, it's it's yeah. good, isn't it? It's a good thing, yeah. 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 So I'm thinking about. So we talk, we talked a bit before about things like uh, mentoring, um, sparring, learning from uh, mistakes, things like that. All things that really are um, so so key, you know, so key mm -hmm. to business analysis as well. Um, how about yourself, um, Dan? I mean, how, how how has it helped you in your your, your job recently, for example? Is it, is it still helping you most days, having that discipline, um, having those routines in place, things like that? I mean, I, I so I mentioned that I'm OCD. So in terms of routine and pattern, I, I follow um, pretty rigorous routines and patterns, and that helps both in uh, capturing requirements and, and yeah, making sure that I have smart requirements and all the information is catalogued correctly. Also, when I'm learning a new technique, um, and in, in BJJ, we we learn things in the exact way that Jonathan mentioned, but it's in, in bite-sized chunks. So as you start as a white belt, you learn a technique, but it's not actually the technique. It's, it's a simplified version of that. And then as you progress, you have more added to that, and you realize the, the thing that you started with becomes very very different and the final technique is this smooth and polished um yeah approach to to the original technique and i feel it's the same it's the same with um my growth within my business analysis career and then off the back of of what i've learned at um bjj i've actually implemented what we call the ba dojo um, at my work so this is a safe practice space uh, for bas within my team to learn um, any technique from the fabulous 123 techniques book that Jonathan contributed towards. Um, so we use that as our syllabus. Um, and the, I guess the, the, the really important thing about it is, and the, the thing that I've made clear to everyone is, no one within our BA community knows all the techniques. So we're all gonna be new to stuff. And even if we do know it, it's good to practice it as, as Jonathan's pointed out. 
you can perfect a technique or add something to it. Um, but the way the BA Dojo works is um, someone has a topic and whether they, if they don't know the topic, they have to go away and research it to the point where they can come along and run a session and facilitate a session and teach others within that group. Or yeah, if someone else has already got experience with that, they can add to it and it becomes an interactive learning um, space. Um, and actually it's getting really good traction. So it started originally within my team um, and now the rest of the BA community within um, within our product and tech department are getting interested. Um, and yesterday, actually, uh, we started to organize some sessions uh, going forward to, to try and roll this out more widely. Mm. Yeah, it's mm. a great idea, so, isn't it? And the knowledge sharing in the team is just, yeah, it's brilliant. Other change professionals beyond business analysis are going to be sharing techniques. Is that right, Dan? I mean, yeah, any it can be any technique, but I mean, the original focus was we're going to use the 123 Techniques book because it was originally supposed to be within the BA community. Uh, but now that that is expanding, there is interest from, from other parts of, of the business. So who knows what it will evolve to be? Wow. Wow. That sounds like I think it's a fantastic yeah. concept. The BA yeah, Dojo, yeah. hashtag BA Dojo. I wonder, we don't know, but I wonder if any listeners or viewers of the podcast would want to replicate what you've done there in terms of setting up their own safe space for practicing and, and learning, sharing knowledge on business analysis techniques. And I think it's a great concept that I don't know if people will take it on board and, and to do it, but if there is a listener out there that's thinking, right, how do I develop skills in my team, and make it fun and safe? I, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. I, I, love, I love the way yeah. as well, you don't have to be the expert about something before you can deliver it. It might be something you pull out of a hat and say, okay, oh, I don't know this one. I'll, I'll, learn, I'll learn about it and I'll learn it well enough to teach other people. I think mm. that's great because yeah. then even junior members of the team can, can get involved, can't they? You don't have to be the, you know, the guru or whatever. So, yeah, well, exactly. great, great. In my community, so I, I am a, I'm a principal BA, so I'm looked to within the business as, as an expert within the space, but I, Put my hands up. I don't know everything. If if I did say that, I'd probably be a bit deluded. Um, <laughs> but there's a lot of junior people within my a lot of junior people within my team. So I, I want them to contribute. And learning is interactive. And yeah, if, if you can set that safe space up where everyone feels on an equal playing field, or level playing field, even um, then. Yeah, I think that sets things up for success. And mm. I've, I've seen some really great stuff come from the more junior members of my team. There's a guy within within my team. He's a, be a junior BA, but we call them associates. He's probably one of the best people I've ever met for storytelling and communication. He's fantastic. And I find myself learning so much from him. Um, so, yeah, the way it's been set up is, is really, really helping to facilitate that shared understanding and yeah, collaborative learning. Mm. The other thing that, that just spring to mind and it's reminding me about something that you wrote about in your article, Dan, is that it's inclusive. So a martial arts um, gym, dojo um, is inclusive. So everyone could come in, everyone's there to learn. So there's a lot of respect. And in the BA dojo that you're describing for your, uh, your colleague, the junior BA, there's an utmost respect for that person and it doesn't matter what grade you are and, and it's about you know how can we listen from each other and improve our practice um 
and highly inclusive um, for everyone. So it's not it's not limited to only a certain few that can learn these tools and techniques, be it martial arts or business analysis tools or techniques. Anyone can join in. Yeah. so many common values sorry Don I was just going to say that that is something I definitely picked up from my Brazilian Jiu Jitsu club so I've been to places where it's not like that and you get mm. the, the guy who's the best in the class and he's just like going to beat everyone up and I never got on with that and I didn't enjoy it so I stopped going to those clubs I found a club I mean yeah, I um, I found a club where it's a family club and they are very much about being inclusive and involving mm. everyone um, and I recognise that as being really important for me um, and when I wanted to, to build something out within my workplace I wanted to replicate that because I thought that it aligned really well with my values and that it would be conducive to, to learning. Mm. Yeah, I had a martial arts instructor, Dan, probably one of the most technically able black belts I've ever trained with. He had no empathy towards his students and wasn't inclusive and wasn't it wasn't a welcoming environment. And it led me to stop practicing Taekwondo for probably about 10 years because I, I, I didn't feel included. I didn't feel part. I didn't feel like I was learning because while he was technically very able, he wasn't very welcoming and wasn't very supportive and empathetic. And some of the best martial arts instructors I've worked for, uh, sorry, that I've, I've trained with, they've really been quite caring and considerate towards the student. And it's there's different cultures within different martial arts clubs. And your values, I think, are key to think, right, is this right for me? And it makes me reflect, just as I'm speaking, on the values inside the workplace that we see demonstrated by our senior leaders, by our senior lead BAs and business architects and service designers and others. You know, are those values aligned with our own values? Is one of the lessons that I think you could take from some of these stories. Or is it is it a right fit for you are you in the right environment where you are supported in your yeah. learning? supported in asking some of those difficult questions, maybe using some of the tools and techniques that are in that one, two, three, um, BA techniques book. Um, I often meet BAs that say, well, I'm not allowed to use that technique, which I, I don't agree with at all, but because they can always use it themselves to think, but are you in an environment where you're respected and you're supported in your development and, and towards outcomes? I think it's a lesson certainly that I've had from martial arts. Um, in my own different uh, experiences of going to different different gyms, dojos. Mm. It, it's so important, though, isn't it, to find the right place for you? You know, it's like that saying, yeah. isn't it? I don't know. I don't know who it's by, but it's like to say, you don't change the flower if it's not blooming. You change its environment. You make sure it's got yeah. plenty of sun. You make sure it's got plenty of water. You know, but you don't throw the flower away and think, oh no, it's not working. You you, you change. You know, you change its environment so it can flourish. That sounds like a, a proverb, um, Lisa. But it's a good one, isn't it? It does. It does show that you know we, we can all flourish in the right circumstances with the right people. I mean, presumably, mm. was this was this the same person, Jonathan, who was always teaching you about keeping your guard up? Was oh, this no, the same person? My, my first instructor. Utmost respect for my first instructor. Um, I still see him now and again um, now. Um, but yeah, the way he taught me to keep my guard up, um, I'm not sure it'd be allowed now, but he punched me in the face 
um, and say, get your guard up. And I, I'd think, yeah, I'm fine. And, and I, it wasn't a very nice experience, but it taught me to keep my guard up. And now some 20 years later when I'm sparring, I hate it if I get hit in the face. It's my goal. If I'm sparring, no one's going to touch my face. And if they do, I've, I'm, I've lost. I'm, I'm really <laughs> upset. Um, my, I've got a 12 year old son and he loves it if he can land a punch on me um, because <laughs> he's then one um, but yeah my goal is to never get hit uh, when I'm sparring I, I don't want to get hit in the face it, it's not pleasant but yeah my, no, my first instructor was one of the most welcoming and supportive people uh, that I've ever come across and many years after I'd moved away to a different part of the country and I was having trouble with my new instructor and I was falling out of love with martial arts. He actually rang me up to see if I was okay and see if there's anything he could do to support me. And he wasn't doing it for the money because I wasn't paying any fees to train in his particular dojo. He was doing it because he was a mentor and someone that cared about his student. And, you know, there's, there's different types of people out there but you know that that person I'd say was very supportive and I looked up to and I still do uh, to this day because he's helped me to learn self-defense that's oh, amazing it, it's good though because you do take different things from different mentors don't you, you, you do. take the best bits of each of them that, that make the most sense to you um, yeah oh, it's, it's a fascinating topic yeah and if you talk to different mentors different practitioners about different ways that they apply a technique or to do something either at martial arts or in business analysis you've got the potential to learn something and and it's about continuous learning it's about you're never perfect um you've always got something new to learn and and it's i don't know the parallels are massive we could go on for another hour i reckon lisa on the parallels <laughs> quite possibly it's probably a book in this isn't there <laughs> you need to collaborate on a book <laughs> <laughs> the, the ba so, dojo uh, copyright yeah. damn <laughs> Wait, Dan's already got that now. We <laughs> <laughs> need to take a note. <laughs> so, just if there was one thing you want to leave the, the audience, people listening with um, about the parallels, and what is the one key thing each that you would that you would say really has been the, the main thing for you in your career, in, in both both parts, in both parts of your life. Go with as a final one. So I trained as a kickboxer in a mixed martial arts gym uh, for about two, two and a half years before I got an injury. But one of the things that I learned while there was that collaboration between different martial arts professionals was key for outcomes. So um, I've done a few kung fu lessons and jujitsu lessons and I, I tried judo once so I wasn't very good at it at all but um mm -hmm. one of the things that uh, parallels that I'd, I'd like to just include is that there's don't think that just one profession has all the answers uh we need to collaborate towards outcomes and my parallel is if you're trying to defend yourself it doesn't really matter if you're using a judo or jujitsu or a taekwondo or karate technique it's about the outcome of trying to defend yourself and business analysis we've got a lot that we can share with other professions but we should also be learning from those other professions change managers service designers business architects project managers others they're all if we talk different languages and we don't collaborate we're not going to deliver business outcomes so I, I i think collaboration and learning from others is a final key kind of thing from me um dan any final thing from you i mean from my perspective 
it's taught me to be, and it's along the lines of what you're saying there, but being humble and respecting others and going into the situation, realizing, yeah, that other people do have different perspectives and a lot of important things to, to add. And, and like, like you've been talking about with like martial arts, you can learn from others. It's, it's the same thing within a workplace. Um, and similar to what I mentioned earlier, yeah, just being able to, I guess, take a step, step back um and yeah take a a, a view of, of the situation from I, I guess from that that helicopter perspective um, mm. so going back to the situational awareness no that's not one thing now i've led, led on no there's so much like i say there's so much to talk about so many different um you know different ways to sort of compare the two it's yeah we could be here quite quite a while i imagine yeah. I just want to step in that, that not panicking, Dan. So when you've practiced the technique and, and you, if you take that step back and you reflect, you, you don't, you shouldn't be in panic mode when you're applying a technique mm. and it's that practice. And I, I think it should give you confidence if you've done the training in either the martial art or business analysis, it should give you confidence. You can apply those relative to the context and deliver outcomes, whatever they might be. Um, yeah, that step back is really key, I think. Mm. No, lots of great points there. Well, that, thank you both. Thanks, Dan, for joining us. Uh, thanks, Jonathan. Thanks to our viewers and listeners. Um, if you've got any ideas for future podcasts, um, please do let us know on babrew.syskd.com. Just write into us. And please do like, share and subscribe. Thank you.